Welcome to 10 Minutes to Being Boss, a bite-sized show for creative business owners where we give you actual insights, tools, and tactics. I'm Corey Winter, and here's your host, Emily Thompson. All right, Corey, I'm going to start with a question for you. You excited about this? Can you just roll your eyes at me? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I think you did. Um, here's my question for you. Are you feeling more or less creative right now? At the moment, because I'm talking to you, I feel super creative. But any Aww. other t- <laughs> <laughs> now but in, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, I during this time I have not felt any creativity. Ah. And so that actually raises a question. We all hear that creativity fuels you, but I find that my creative work drains me. Am I doing it wrong? You probably are. I mean, I probably am. (laughs) But as a general creative business owner, am I doing it wrong? Right? So this is actually, this is something that I feel like I talk about often in some of my business bestie conversations. Um, And it is actually something that's come up for me in the community the past couple of days. So we've started doing, um, we've started doing Monday meetup calls in the community. We started via sort of quarantine or thanks to quarantine, uh, we decided to turn our Monday meetup prompts into live calls so we could all get on and talk to each other and check in. Um, And those have been so much fun, so much fun that we've decided that we actually want to keep doing them beyond quarantine. So it's actually a feature of the community now is that we're all getting together every Monday for an hour. Um, And we decided to also, in that case, give a little structure to these phone calls. And this week's call was the first one that we've done with structure. Um, And we're sort of wrapping in some other plans that we had. Um, I don't even know if we've, maybe we have talked about this, but we thought about doing meetups, local meetups. And then yes, COVID hit. Guess who's not doing local meetups anytime soon? So anyway. Literally the entire world is not doing (laughs) it. Literally anyone, no one. No groups larger than 10. So we decided to use this Monday meetup space to start testing this local meetup content in our virtual space. And it was a great hit. Um, We talked yesterday or this week, I don't even know what day it is, it doesn't matter, about uh, creativity. And this is one of the things that came up for us in that space. We were talking about doing creative things that fuel us and... Somebody was like, "Mm, mm, I'm not really feeling fueled. And I was like, I get it. I get it. And this happens a lot with creative business owners because we're selling our creativity. And I think when you're selling your creativity, your creativity is not yours. It kind of belongs to someone else. Someone else is literally paying you for it. And so whenever it comes to that sort of repayment of energy, it's coming back to you in terms of money, not necessarily satisfaction. Yeah. So like your creativity, it's no longer fun. It just becomes work. Exactly. Exactly. So oftentimes with creative entrepreneurs, we go into this space thinking, oh, I'm just going to be able to paint all day or design or, you know, crochet or whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to love it because I love doing that. But here's the thing. You love doing that for yourself. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to love doing that for other people. So quite oftentimes, creative entrepreneurs will get in this space and find that their creativity no longer fuels them, but instead drains them. I always think of this in terms of 
draining is when you're solving someone else's problem because that's technically what creativity is. It's problem solving in one form or another. Um, but it's fueling when you're solving things for yourself because then you're able to very directly reap the benefits of those outcomes that you've created with your creativity. Um, and we sort of don't understand really creativity in that way for the most part, but I think that's what's happening. Um, and I found that there are sort of two solutions to this. I realized this for myself many, many years ago, easily a decade ago, whenever, uh, I guess I started designing sites, designing websites for myself about 13 years ago, started designing them for, and I loved it. I was like nerding out all the time, designing a website for myself over and over again, because it was so much fun and energizing. And I was like getting in flow because I was like practicing an interesting skill set and creating something cool for myself. And then I started doing it for clients and it immediately lost all of its fun. Not all of it by any means, but definitely a lot of it. And so I started I remember having this sort of mental conversation with myself during that time of that transition from designing for myself to designing for other people in that way and began experimenting with what it looked like to be creative outside of my work and sort of using outside creativity as a way to refill my cup so that I could be creative in work without it completely draining me. Does that make sense? It's like, let me think. Can I think of a good analogy for this? It's like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't think of a good analogy for this, so I just won't. But I do think that you have to have a balance. If you are creative for work and you find it very draining, I think you need to be creative in your life so that you can um, so that you can fill your cup, so that you can turn around and sort of expend some of that creativity for your clients or for uh, your customers or however it is that you get paid. Um, I also think that whenever creative entrepreneurs stop being creative in their life, they lose um, their ability to be adaptable and to um, to be, what's the word, a resilient in the face of sort of blocks in their creativity. I was sharing the story in the Monday meetup call where we talked about creativity, where recently I decided to um, sew a dress for myself. Um, I like to sew occasionally. I also shared how I get very angry when I sew <laughs> whenever I get my sewing machine out. David and Lily usually flee the house because they know at some point I'm going to get real angry. Like I get real- You're going to have needles? <laughs> get away from her when she has needles. <laughs> Heavy machinery, right? Oh, the whole gosh. thing. David's even like, the thing just sounds aggressive. Like he doesn't even like being in the house with it, <laughs> let alone it and me. Um, so, you know, I'm doing this dress. It's like, it's problem solving. I'm like putting these things together. I'm sewing them correctly, making sure that it fits me, making like just all these things are happening at the same time. It's very much so an interesting test in my ability to do something difficult, to stretch my skills, to, um, to stick with a project through the end, all of these things. And then I swear I had four inches left to sew and my sewing machine jammed and would not unjam. Like I'd been sewing for hours. The last four inches, I was livid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. So angry. You, know, you could still sew it by hand. Um, okay, Corey. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you say so. Mm -hmm. Um. So 
then I had to like stop, take a breather, walk away for a couple of hours, chill myself out, come back, figure out what the problem was and solve the problem. And I did all of this, like all of these things for just a personal project, which then gives me that sort of adaptability and resilience to go at all of the crazy problems that I deal with in my work. And I would not have that skill in that way if I weren't trying myself in really fun. And no, I made that sound so much fun. Um, and really fun ways in my life that are very sort of um, like no one's, um, whenever I'm sewing a dress, no one's lifestyle or no one's like ability to pay their mortgage or none of those things rely on my ability to sew a dress, right? It's very like low. What's the word I'm thinking of? Low, not committal, low. Mm threshold low bar low <laughs> who knows everyone is probably listening to this yelling the word out at me um but there's just not a lot re- relying on me being able to sew this dress right yeah and so i'm able to sort of create these skills for myself um this resilience for myself and these it's still the word's still not coming to me in these situations where it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. I, as I mean, I, it's not a tip of my tongue to you. I have no idea what your it is though. Right. And I'm able to take that into the creative work that I do in my work. Um, so I do think that there's an interesting balance that has to happen between the two. If you find that your creativity, especially in work, is just draining you and it's like causing some problems, go pre- be creative in your life and see what that does for your ability to be creative in your work. I was going to say, this actually reminds me of that saying that I'm, that I'm probably going to butcher, is that you should have three hobbies. It's one hobby to make you money, one hobby to keep you in shape, and one hobby to keep you creative. Completely agree. I think that the money one can no longer be your creative one. And I think that's fine. Which is also another reason why you should not turn every creative hobby into your business. Like, keep some yeah. things just for you. I'm never going to sew dresses for money, guys. Like, that's literally never going to happen. You wouldn't want to pay me for it. Or maybe. It's cute. It's cute dress. I'm not going to lie. So the second side of this is I do think it's very important for us all to learn to reposition our mindset so that we do see the benefits a little more directly, like just in our head uh, when it comes to the creative work that we do in our work. So if the difference here is that we're not, so if creative work fuels you, that's sort of life creativity because you're getting that immediate reward. So let's say my problem is I have a big hole in my wall, not like a, like a, like a visual hole. Like I have an empty wall. How about that? <laughs> there are no holes. You in got the so angry while sewing <laughs> that you put a hole in your wall. Right. Yes, that hole. Okay. David did it. It drove him so mad. He put the hole in the wall. Um, No. So let's say I have an empty wall that needs something in it and I paint something and I put it up there and it fuels me because I get to enjoy this thing every single day. Like that's going to be very fueling. But if I paint something and I sell it to someone and all I have is then is money, like creatives really do kind of struggle with money. That is a fact. But if you can reposition that for yourself as like that is the fuel that you get. Um, I think it's a lot easier to reconnect your work, your professional creativity with the rewards that it does give you. Um, But it just is very different from the fueling life creativity that you're doing. So all of that to say, this is a fascinating conversation and one that I love having and is one that I think that every creative needs to sort of, it's a conversation you need to have with yourself. What forms of creativity drains you and what forms of creativity fuel you and find a way for the fueling creativity to sort of power you in general, but also your 
professional, probably draining creativity. Um, There's a way to make creativity work for you. And if anyone is going to be well sort of suited to do that, it's us. You actually made me think 13 years ago was when I started making websites. I actually did the math this morning. And back then it was just a hobby for fun. And then it became work over the years. And now I no longer build websites just for myself for fun anymore. It's just work. Right. It's like I don't have that outlet to just like go make fun things anymore. Right. I do think that like turning creativity into work is how you, I don't want to say, is how you change your relationship with that creativity. I don't necessarily want to say that it makes it worse or like ruins it or anything like that, but it definitely changes your relationship with that creativity um, for better or worse. Have questions and looking for answers? Join bosses from around the world in the Being Boss community and be a part of an ongoing conversation about cultivating a boss mindset, creating healthy boundaries, some real life business tactics, and more. Learn more and join us at beingboss.club community.